As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics' dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Ports, I'm with you Friday morning. Allison Lucan is here. Good morning. We have a very special guest, a voice we haven't heard for a while because we've, geez, it's been since March. Blue Jackets assistant coach Brad Larson is here. Brad, hello. Hello, guys. It's good to, good to be heard again. You know, that means hockey might be around the corner. I know, right? Well, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess first and foremost, the one thing we always get to uh, with the way things are going right now, how are you? How is the family? It's been such a strange, it was a a weird season, Brad, before the pandemic. How's your son Ty doing? How are the Larsons at large? What's going on with you guys? Yeah, well, I mean, that could be a real long answer, but I'll keep it short. Um, First and foremost, Ty is doing awesome. you know, he, he had that unfortunate incident, but he's he's been gangbusters and he's back to 100%. So that's that's the good news there. Um, as far as my family, we're doing great. I mean, uh, obviously with the abrupt stop there in the middle of March and the uncertainty of things, it was uh, it, it's it's crazy. It's like ripping the bandaid off with and and really having no closure on on the yeah. season. So uh, crazy scenario. Everybody went through it. Um, kind of this you know uncertainty and waiting game but you know you gotta life goes on so we were like doing everybody else just quarantining here at home and we're busy you know we we got we got a little five acre place with some horses and dogs and cats all rescues and so the the farm life is good for distractions let's put it that way you're you're busy morning tonight and um my wife already homeschools our kids so there wasn't really a lot of disruption there so okay. other than, you know, dad uh, was part of the schooling, which I don't know if that's good or bad for my kids, but I was part of it. Excellent. Um, and then, uh, 
and then yeah so we just now that things have the talks have shifted a bit and we're in phase two I think uh you know starting in the summer right now and how this is going it's different I mean there's there's no question about it it's different it's unique but um I think there's there's a little bit of an excitement to it as also yeah I mean I, I think back and I, I hope that in many many years we'll be able to look back on this not fondly, but sort of like almost um, amazed at some of the stuff that happened through this year. Your son, for people who don't remember or, or didn't hear the story, was literally kicked in the head by a horse while cleaning the your family horse barn. I mean, who had that on the bingo card of weird stuff that could happen this year? What was it like for you? I, I trust you've been back in nationwide arena in, the, in recent days with the players on the ice? Yeah, yeah, I just started here. Um, yeah, when you talk about different scenarios that uh, you just can't predict or um, yeah. certainly uh, my son, that happened to him. That's uh, as a parent, I think anybody who's gone through something like that, it's you're always, you, you, you get the phone call and your heart just kind of sinks to your stomach and, and you're thinking the worst. But, you know, uh, by God's grace, it really was just uh, from the moment it happened, we got excellent care and, and he was able to, to, to push through and, you know, got his, got his jaw wired shut there and, and from the fracture and, and all good concussion subsided. And so, so that was, that was, that was awesome. Um, you know, it happened right there, right December 17th and right before Christmas. So not a fun Christmas for him, but uh, you know, he, he battled through kids are resilient. He certainly is, is, is the epitome of resiliency when it came to that. So, um, yeah. and then, yeah, this, you know, it, it's hard. I, I agree with you. I don't think you look back and go, man, there'll be fond memories of the pandemic. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of lives lost and, and this is a very serious virus that's going around and has gone around. Yeah. And so I don't think anybody looks at it and tries to minimize what this has done globally. It's not just here in, in the U S it's everywhere. Right. So, and still the uncertainty of it, but Absolutely with the uniqueness of this. And, and I, I, I truly believe sport can, can bring some kind of healing, you know, and if it's done uh, within the safety guidelines of what they're presenting. And, and I think the NHL and players association, they're doing um, everything they can to put players at, in the safest environment possible. Um, it's going to be a much different look obviously. And, and there's going to have to be concessions on both sides and, and you're going to have to really understand that, um, it's going to be a different landscape, but I think with sports and I think just with what's going on, it's, you've seen in, in history, how sports can help heal, uh, of, uh, some relief, some sense of, uh, enjoyment again, you know, some, and, and that's good for the psyche of just people in general. And, and I think the players are excited to get back as long as everything's within the guidelines and safe. And again, we're all, nobody's, nobody's sitting there with, with a, without a little bit of hesitation, but from what I've seen and what they're putting in place, absolutely. They're doing everything they can. And um, yeah, like you said, in the latter part of the question, I've been back in nationwide. I just started skating my group and um, I was just excited to get out there and be working with the guys again. Yeah. I was going to say, what was it like to step back in the ring? Cause you haven't been in the ring since they shut it down March 12th or 13th or so. Just walk us through what it was like the first day back in the rink, the feelings you had, literally the process you went through, I'm sure you were tested before you sure. came in. How different is it, and yet how familiar is it, and how good? Did yeah, it's different. I mean, you 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 call them like today. I'm going in again, and you you call them with your temperature a couple hours before. Um, tell them if you have any symptoms. Then you get there, um, and you do you do it again. Uh, you get your temperature checked as you walk in. You wear your mask. You do other things. You get in the arena, and um, you know the. 
the room is is different you know i've taken some things away stuff that people would be sharing that stuff's gone um you know it's just it's cleanliness it's disinfecting it's you know and so really when you walk in it's funny it's just great it's great to see the people even in smaller groups it's not everybody right now because we're in small groups but um it's the smell of the arena i i don't i've always said that even as a player i used to I used yeah. to walk into an arena and I used to be one of the early guys. I used to sit on the bench and, and go out and just, I could smell the ice, smell the arena. And it, it's a, it's a very unique thing. I don't know how to explain it, but I, it was, it was, it would always be peaceful and quiet and nobody be in the building other than maybe some, some ushers getting ready for the game and, or they might be testing the jumbotron. And usually I try to get before that cause they get loud, but that smell and, and sense of calm in the building sure. was really neat. And even just going in uh, yesterday and the smell, it's just the smell of the locker room. It's the, it, it smells like hockey. It's the best way I can put it. And it's, uh, it's a familiar smell obviously, but it's, it's something that you look forward to. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic like everybody that this is going to work out and, and, uh, and hockey will be able to go forward and we can provide something for, for everybody. Lars, walk us through too. Like we, I know the club announced the groups when the rink officially opened and then I, I think PL came to the rink yesterday for the first time. Walk us through the groups, how they're built out, and are there guys that you're expecting still more to come in and how that will affect the groups and the work that you guys yeah, are doing? Yeah, I don't there. have all the answer because I think everything's kind of evolving from week to week, right? And, and things have changed. Up to about yeah, a week yeah. and a half ago, coaches weren't allowed on the ice. So, so that not right. changed. And I got a call from Torts, and he said, yeah, we're going to be allowed to go get tested. So. So things have been evolving quickly, and I think now they've they sent it. It looks like a tentative date. I don't know if it's guaranteed July tenth. Um, you know, it, it's right. you know it's all right. uh, based on you know a, a lot of factors. So let's say it's July tenth. I think then it gives players a little bit of uh, uh, a, a direction of like, okay, there's a there's a little bit of a, a hard uh, start date, um, with the exception of if the virus change, whatever. I mean, you got to be ready for anything with this, but. Sure. So now sure. there was guys in town or guys close to town and this is voluntary. So they don't have to be here. Um, but by the guidelines, you can't have more than five or I think the max is six on the ice at any time. So, and in the building really, you know, with your medical staff. So, so what they do is they try to keep everybody as safe as possible. Even in the gym, they, you know, they, they, they social distance. There's, they're up to 12 feet apart and the, and the equipment is spread out and, you know, and, and once you go through your routine, you can only be in the rink for two and a half hours and then you're out. Um, no longer and no earlier. You have a time to get in. And if you don't, if you don't get there the right time, you can't get in the building. So um, it's very strict yeah. and for all the right reasons um, to keep people safe. Um, you know, with the testing, the, we test twice a week right now also, and, and just to stay on top of it. So there's, there's a lot in place. And, you know, as more guys come in, it sounds like more guys again. I don't know. I'm not really privy to that knowledge on, on that side of it. So um, then if you have to add a group, because you can't, you can't add someone to your group. Once you're in your group, you're in it. That's your, that's your right, group until right. camp. So, um, so once they get enough people that come in, they'll make another group. And then the times are just. So, I, you know, I feel the trainers, God bless the trainers. I mean, they are, they are 24 seven, they're disinfecting, you know, when the, the guys leave and, Man, they're they are the they are the silent heroes of of behind the scenes hockey right now and what they're having to go through and, and really help this process go through safely. Absolutely. That um what this is so different for all of us. And you know, usually 
before a season begins, we're used to seeing guys come back and do work on their own before officially training camp begins. Is, is the purpose of these on-ice sessions comparable? Is it different because there hasn't been a, a formal off-season? Like, what, what do you want the guys and what do the guys want to get out of these sessions that you're going through right now? Well, and that's the thing. Like, really, no one's gone through this. Like, nobody <clears throat> in a regular yeah. off-season, you, you kind of you, – you do your strength. You, you take some time off and then you do your strength and conditioning. You build all the way towards camp and then you hit the ice later in the summer. So you have a cadence to it and a little bit of a game plan. Well, this is completely different, you know? So even as coaches, you don't know where they're at. Like I have, um, you know, skate with Jonesy and, and Bjorkstrand, you know, they have been skating because they were injured. So, right. you know, and, and so they, and now the uh, skating with them, it's different. So then the other guys, so the guys that were healthy, but they haven't been skating, you know, like Gus and, and all the guys that come in just due to what was going on. So you, you can't, you can't uh, go in there guns a-blazing and, and get in a competing battle. First and foremost, you have to keep them on a, at a distance on the ice as best as possible. And, and, and two, you don't, you don't want to risk injury of, you know, pull groins and lower back because that's counterproductive. So basically right now and, and talking with my group, like we're just trying to, you know, it's a lot of puck touches. It's a lot of, you know, small ice stuff. It's a lot of, peeling pucks off the walls and, and transition stuff and just shooting, receiving, passing. Just, it's really just basics um, and getting familiar mm-hmm. again. Like these guys adapt quick and, they, and it comes back to them. But even, even as a hockey player, if you've taken that much time off, it's, you always feel sloppy and you always feel – because you, you, you expect a certain level of execution from yourself. And in this circumstance, because they haven't been able to get on the ice even beforehand, you know, you, you got to kind of curb your expectations, but also know that, you know, we're going to ramp it up slowly and, and I think cautiously over here the next couple of weeks until we hit the camp so that we can, you know, maximize these skates without, you know, without hurting any of the guys, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And we, obviously we focus so much on the players getting ready, but what can you share with us what it's like for, you know, you and Shazi and Torts right now, you know, what are, what are your conversations surrounding? What are you guys focused on in terms of trying to get ready as well as well, coaches? For, for me personally, like when I sink my teeth into something, I like to get after it. Like I, what I don't like doing is yeah, yeah. working on something and then not getting, you know, then taking a week or two off and then working on something and getting, taking a week off. Like, like once I know, like I'm like the player, I want a little bit of a hard date to know, go, okay, yeah. now I know what, what I need to get done. So we met for the first time kind of as a staff uh, a couple of weeks ago and just kind of spitballed and, and just more to say hi and, and get together again. Cause it had been so long, but, <laughs> but also then we talked about kind of what we want to do and we delegated some things. So on our side, you, you got to remember, like, even, even if we start games, like we're, we're looking late July, probably early August. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're almost six weeks away from playing your first game and you know who your opponent is. <laughs> so you, you, you yeah, can't, yeah. you can't overthink it too. I mean, so, so we all have our own areas that we're going to look into. And, and so I'm, you know, I started, I think we all as coaches, you're always kind of going, oh, wow. Okay. So we're a little healthier. Here's what a lineup would look like. And, you know, and, and um, here's what, you know, what are you thinking for camp? Yep. Let's spitball for camp and see where our guys at. And I think skating these small groups, it's going to give us a better indication of what we can accomplish in camp. Um, uh, especially hmm. at the beginning, you know, you, you can't run it like a traditional camp. It's, it's, you know, like, again, normally they've, 
they've skated, they've planned, they're ready for testing, they're ready for all this stuff. Like this is such a different uh, scenario. And, you know, so I think every coach is saying the same thing and we all know it's no secret. Like it, it you know, you want to get to your identity really quick. You want to get to that competitive environment really quick. The, the team, how do you really is turning the brain on again. And because you don't have 82 games to, to see what you got to find your way. It's like the, the uniqueness of us is if and when we start, every game matters. Even if we play a couple tune-up games, they matter because you're, you might have one or two games just to figure out your combinations and who you like. And if you have some question marks on your lineup, right. Um, you know, so there's, yeah. there's a lot of factors and, and as coaches, we're always thinking, we're always going through, but I think it's been hard until we got a little bit of a, a direction or a hard date. And now you can really focus in and go, okay, I know what I need to do. I know what it takes me to prepare and get things done. So, uh, each of us have some jobs that we're going to go through and, and, you know, I'm actually looking forward to now just sinking my teeth in it because I know it's closer. So you can, you can kind of do it with some purpose. Uh, Lars, be honest here. Have you guys started looking at Toronto no, already no, in terms of, no, you know, who you're no, play? I mean, like okay. I said, we're, we're, we're six weeks really? away. Like I can tell you right now, it, it's not like we've never, it's not like we're flying overseas and it's a team we've never seen first of all. And, and so we have a really good idea yeah, what Toronto yeah. is now. You got to remember, we played them in October, right? Like twice. So really, those those games are irrelevant. I'm I'm not even going to look at those games, to be honest with you. It was a different coach. It was a different time. Like our team is much different then. So to me, I'm going to work. We you know look at stuff when when Sheldon took over and and when he took over because he's a different coach than Mike Babcock and you know how he's deploying mm-hmm. forwards. How you know I don't think structurally they change a lot, but you hear them talk. They're different and and so. Yeah, you can't overthink it. I think, you know, we have the time, so we're going to use it. There is no question. We have the time to kind of overcoach it for us. But as far as how we present it to our yeah. team and what we, we got to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, you know, us, Sportsy, everything is always about us and how we need to, our identity, what we need to be and how we need to do it. And, you know, if you don't set your team up for success as far as your mindset, your compete level, um, your identity. It really won't matter how much you pre-scout because, you know, you, you set yourself up for, for failure. So, as always, we're going to focus a lot on us. But as coaches, we're going to try and pick out the, you know, the, the few or several things that we think are really important and keys to trying to win this series. Ha, um, has Torts been convinced that he won't be able to do the skating early on that he likes to do? <laughs> that's, that's not going to be possible. I, you know what? I don't know. We haven't got into the, the actual nuts and bolts of it of, of – of what we're going to do, but you know, we're, you're going to have to do some conditioning, what that looks like. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, again, we're, we're going to yeah. sit down with plenty of time to, to figure out what exactly we want to get out of camp. And, and, and again, we don't even know how long camp is yet. We don't know how the exactly hard day. It says July 10th. Could that move? Yeah. So um, we need, sure. we need some more answers too. If you have three weeks, you might be able to push the limit a little bit more in some testing and see where guys are at. Cause it's not a bad thing to know where your team's at also. You know, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's the, as we get closer to the, to like a true hard date, I think then you can really go, okay, what is week one going to look like? How do we want to progress? You know, that, that, that build by osmosis, you know, start small and kind of build on and add things as we go uh, to try and, you know, turn on the mind, turn on the body, turn on the competitiveness, you know, and, and game plan from there. I think we all have an idea, but again, until we get that, that, that hard date, I don't think you can really go, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. And, and to be quite honest, Portsy, yeah. things might change. You might be, have it all planned out. And after four or five days, you're going, whoa, 
we're going to either have to add or we're going to have to subtract because this isn't working, you know? So right. um, to right. think you have it all figured out, even though if you have time, I, I, I would, I, I just don't believe that. So, yeah. Lars, your job evolved mid season mm -hmm. when they brought uh, sure. Paul McLean in among the other things you did. One thing I always found fascinating is how you really sank your teeth into the young players on this team, the hands-on up close work, the almost daily interaction with mm -hmm. some of them. Tell us about that and, and how much you, you a enjoyed that, but also be the reward of seeing Bemstrom come to life and Stenland and Robinson's game take off. Among sure. Others. Yeah. You know, expect the unexpected in this game. And, and, and it's no secret. We knew that the, the power play was struggling and we tried and, and, Sometimes as a coach, like you, you, you've tried everything under the sun. And so you, you, you do the best you can. Um, you know, it, I don't know if anybody really understands how many hours you put in to try and help these guys or fix it. Right. right? So that's our job. And we all take responsibility for that. And we understand the league and, and expectations. So, you know, it was time for a change and we made it and Paul came in. And so, which changed my role. So, at first, you're disappointed. You feel you feel like you let the team down. You know, you you, you know individually you put all the work in, but you're like, man, what what was I missing? What could I have done? And and you, it's not a second guessing. It's just it's a disappointment because you're you want your your team to. It's it's about them. It's not about you. You want the team to have success, and that's a part of your team to have success. So, so once once you you switch gears, it because you really you you put so much time into it. Um, it, it consumes a lot of time. So this freed me up a lot and talking with Torch and, you know, the, the dynamic of our team and how young we were, it, it really allowed me to, to watch way more video, to watch individuals, to talk to them, have the conversation. That's the stuff I love about coaching is that, that the interaction, the, the one-on-one -on -one time, the trying to help. That's why I coach. I want to help these guys as much as I can. And, and, and there's, if you have a small piece of that, when they get better and you go, yeah, you know what, if one thing clicks with them, it, that's the reward as the coach. Um, I'm certainly not going to sit here and take credit for these guys having playing better They They put the work in, you know, so, but just being able to have the freedom to look at that, look at our freedom of our five on five game, look at the freedom of, of, of freelancing going, you know what, I'm going to take three of our younger guys and look at all their shifts or five of them and all their shifts. And then, if it's worth showing, then I'll show them a couple things because you got to be careful too of, of over coaching. I know you've heard Torch say it a lot and I believe in it also is because um, you want them to play by instinct too and, and using their assets and their gifts. So really the challenge is, is trying to make them a confident player. You know, that's the, as a young guy and when they're, when, when generally things are going well, the first thing says, well, you know, I'm not really thinking I'm just, I'm, I'm playing with confidence and I'm just reacting. You know, if you, I truly believe a thinking player is a slow player. So you've got to take the thinking out of it and, and try and, uh, and each guy is different, how they approach it, how they, their skill set, what, what their role is on the team. So not every conversation is the same and, and what's going on. So it's, it's been so rewarding. Uh, you know, you never would have thought it, but it, like for me, it's been, it's been awesome. Like I've really enjoyed that challenge and, and being part of, being able to watch him and, and um, watch him with a, a closer eye, I guess I should say. And, and really, again, I'll use that term, like sink your teeth into it and, and see what you can do to help the team. Are you still wearing polo blue from an old high school girlfriend? 
Still using that Brute 33 bottle your older brother gave you? You know, if you wear Old Spice, guys, women think you smell like their dads. Smelling good is important, and Hawthorne smells really good. And getting Hawthorne cologne is so easy, and it happens to be the perfect gift for Father's Day. Take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you, one for work, one for play. It's totally risk-free, free shipping, and free returns. So check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co. And use my promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. You mentioned earlier about how healthy you are now and, and the depth that this team has, the tough decisions you have. You had Liam Foodie just for a couple of games this season up from the junior club in London. Um, I'm wondering when you look at that kid's unique skill set, the speed, the way that he moves and can stretch uh, the opponent, how how might he be able to help you in a qualifying round or beyond? It's a good question, Porcy. I, I don't know. Like we we got a small snapshot of of him. Um, obviously, we know he's he skates on top of the ice. He's quick. He's dynamic. He can he can push the pace. You know, and everybody loves speed, right? Everybody loves that that extra gear. Um, that's what makes some of the best players in the world so dangerous, like the McDavid's and McKinnons and um, those guys. So when you have that element, it's that's something you're excited about. Um, it's going to be because of how our year has gone and now you're, you're getting, you know, we look to be much healthier. Um, you know, some guys have really made an impression on, on towards and the coaching staff and management. So there's going to be some decisions and this is where camp's going to be really important for us. Uh, how are guys looking? Um, when we do, I'm sure we'll be getting into some scrimmaging at some point, like scrimmage is going to be important. It's not like camp where you just kind of knock the rust off. Some guys are really going to be fighting to get into that first series. And it's a really good thing because that generates competitiveness right away because you want to play. And so we're going to have to wait and see. And, and where does Foodie fit into that? We don't know. I, I, I don't think any of us can say exactly 100% where he is. Did He, he showed some signs and, and that, uh, that you get cautiously excited about. But, you know, we got a lot of players that we need to look at, and it's going to be in a short time. So I guess the short answer is we're going to have to wait and see. Like, we don't know. Um, it, it, let's just put it this way. It's a good problem to have that we're going to be healthy uh, or healthier than we ever been in a long time and have to make some tough decisions. That's a really good thing. Um, you know, it, what I laugh at, it, it's funny, you know, this, at the beginning of the season, I, I'm pretty sure most people had us for a lottery pick when we lost some real key, key guys. And that, that's with our full lineup, let alone what we went through this year. So, so it's funny to hear exactly. people talk, well, now you're loaded up and you have this lineup. I, I, I actually started giggling. I'm like, well, <laughs> this is the same loaded lineup you guys were talking about in, in, uh, in October saying right. we we're left for dead. So uh, it's, it's pretty, the irony in it, yeah. it, it makes me smile. But I guess that's why we play sport, right, to prove people wrong and, 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 yeah, and try and go through it. And, and, you know, you just never know when a group comes together. So it's, I think what has happened, which has been really neat to see, is watching a group come together um battle through a lot of things and 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 they shook off adversity as good as any team I've ever seen which I really think pulled them together and the guys that were out I think they saw exactly 
who we are. If you had any doubt of what we need to be and how we need to play and who we are as a group, if you had a, even a 10% inkling of what we are or what we're not, I think this really had, there's a lot of conviction to it. So of what it, what it looks like as a team and, and what a team can do when they come together. And um, that, that resiliency, that relentless attitude of our group. And um, they, they went into every game thinking they could win. It didn't matter who it was. And I'll be honest, as coaches, you're scared at a, a lot of nights, you know, you, because on paper we were outmatched a lot of nights, but it's amazing what what with that team mentality how that can um, how that overcomes a lot of things and and you know you can talk about all the weaknesses you want but you know there's there's a lot of strengths that that come with that and our guys made no excuses they just went out and they competed hard every night it was really neat to see Lars I have been dying to ask you this question oh, no. because we've talked to some oh, no. <laughs> we've been talk, we've talked to some of the guys about the weekly quizzes <laughs> yeah. What was putting those together like from your perspective and watching the responses come in? Talk us through it from your perspective as a well, coach. Well, it's good. I think like towards towards gets all the responses sent to him. So for the half hour okay. to an hour when there's the extreme race to get it done, it's he says <laughs> he says it's pretty funny. Guys get so mad. Again, this they're just competitive by nature, right? So they always complain. They're always there's something wrong. They feel like they're they're getting screwed over. Or I had it in before him and the question's too hard. I mean, if they're not complaining, you haven't done it right. So um, I think, I think it's been good. It, you know, again, you don't want to overdo it. And like we talked, do we send them video? Do we send them decipher? But mentally they're not in it. And there's no point in even trying to do that at that point. You're, you're months away with no date in mind uh, of, of right. when things could change. So, so anyways, the quiz was a great idea. It was towards his idea. And, uh, and I think it's been a really fun thing for the guys. Um, and, and they're able to kind of kind of jap each other and get after each other, kind of that locker room banter. I think that's probably the most fun they get out of it because the standings are, are shown weekly and after the test. So there's some guys that are struggling. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> what has been your personal strategy in the questions you've composed? Because we've heard some differing opinions on how the, depending on the coach, what these quizzes look like. Well, it changes because, like, by the time if you're fourth or fifth in the list, there's a lot of you might have had a thought process, but it's already been addressed or been been used. So, you know, for me, I tried to go with a little bit more some random stuff, uh, not totally hockey related, because you know that can get boring and redundant too. So, right, right. So you tried to think out of the box, and I think I had a question in there about uh, it was about what is what is the number one cause for. Uh, power outages in America. And yeah, like I read this question, I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. So, you know, it was like wind storms. It was ice storms. It was tornadoes. And you know, the answer was, it was squirrels. They're the number one, you know what I mean? And so, so I put a bunch of random answers in there, but like, I was like, that's a funny question. I'm going to put that in. You know what I mean? And so, so you, you try to get some humor out of it. You try to get something maybe a little bit outside the box. Some guys had some themes, like everybody's done one. Uh, in the coaching and management and stuff. So um, every, every week someone else gets, gets named to do it. So it's, it, yeah, that was my approach to try and bring a little bit of humor, maybe something a little bit outside the box where they, cause you know, all these guys, they use Google and they, you know, they, they try to get it. They're going to use every cheating aspect they can to finish first. <laughs> so you got to, you got to come with some questions yeah. that one have a, an answer, but they have to dig a little bit. <laughs> now we have heard, we've heard that, uh, and I don't know if this is true. We heard that, Jared Bowles quiz was quite bowl centric. Uh, we've heard other opinions. How would you grade the quiz composition of your peers? Who stood out to you as putting together one, one of the better 
quizzes or maybe one of the funnier ones or anything like that. I can tell you right now, I'm staying right away from that because when you start, <laughs> ca- we start casting stones, I remember I did a quiz, so I'm not, I'm going to plead the fifth on this. I will not incriminate myself. And, and so I feel like everybody put in an honest effort and how they, they did the best of their ability. Let's go with that. That's amazing. <laughs> My last one for you, Lars, is, is a little bit more serious, but on that sure. same line, what, what was it like for you guys to, how much did you communicate with the guys? Could you, even the guys right now who maybe aren't at, at the rink with you, how much as coaches are you in touch with players or, or hearing from them or, or sending them maybe encouragement or, or whatever it is that you want to talk to them about? You know, I don't think it was a lot. Like you reached out to a few guys, like, you know, uh, me personally, I did just guys with families and guys with uh, maybe, you know, with maybe some tougher, you know, like I reached out to Cam a couple of times just because of, his wife was pregnant mm-hmm. and having a baby and, and just going through that and talking to Nikki, knowing his kids are susceptible to, uh, mm-hmm. with some health issues. So to touch, you know, I think every coach did uh, a little bit with certain guys and it wasn't like, Hey, this is my group. That's your group. It's just, you know, uh, again, do the, do the players really want to hear from you? And, and there really wasn't a lot to talk about, right? Like how you, right, you know, other right. than how are you doing? How's your family doing? Which is, is really the most important thing. Right. So it was just a weird. So I, I know, I think Shazi did. I know Torts had reached out to some guys. I did. So it, it was kind of, there wasn't a set schedule and it certainly wasn't. Sure. Um, you know, to me, you gotta be careful. You want to be genuine about it too, right? You don't want to be, well, this is my group and I'm going to talk to them. It's just, uh, you know, I think as you get closer, like now you got to remember, we're going to have six weeks to talk to each other. We're going to have lots of time and, <laughs> and see where they're at. So um, you don't want to overdo that part of it too, but um, you know, and I know the trainers were talking to him a lot and, you know, with programs and different things and, uh, and that avenue. So I think for the most part, we, you know, we kept in touch as, as best we could with, with also trying to respect their privacy and give them space and, and let them do their thing where they were at. Lars, you've got, who are the six guys in your group? You have six in your group? I have five. So I got Kivlini, X for a goalie. And then I got uh, Nyquist, Bjorkstrand, Peak, and Seth Jones. So, okay. Are you guys going every day? No, 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 not every day. And again, it's all subject to change too. Because again, these are voluntary. So you really are at the set the mercy. Of, it, this isn't like, hey, this is the schedule. And if you're not there, why, where were you? Yeah. It's, hey, I'm a little right bit there. sore today. I'm not going to skate. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm tired today. I'm going to work more in the gym. It's, you're really working with them. This is, a, this is a, a preparation part until camp. You know, once camp starts, it's, it's all right. It's go time. But they're doing what they need to do. I'm there to offer guidance. And, and really, you know, I've been in those shoes as a player. You, you think you know a bunch of drills and what to do. And it's amazing. You get a, a group of, of hockey players on the ice. Pro hockey players have been around the game for years and years and years. And they can't come up with more than three drills. And, and two of them are either one-timers from the slaughter or two-on-one drill. That's it. Yeah, it's, right. it's incredible. So I think for them, it takes the thinking out of it, which is nice. They're like, good, let's, let's go. And then, you know, and I told them, I'm going to talk to you guys every day and see where you're at and what you want to add something or subtract something and, and work on something a little bit more. We can certainly do that. Um, and I think that's the benefit of having a coach right now is it's, it's, you know, you're working with them and you're trying to take the thinking out of it. So, you know, for, we went 45 minutes yesterday and we had, you know, a good pace and, and not a lot of downtime and just trying to, get the lungs going, get the hands going again, um, but being smart about it. And it must be good just to see Bjorkstrand and Jones wheeling and dealing on their ankles again after what they went through. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, and when you talk about if there is a silver lining to something really negative yeah. happening, 
for us. And I know a lot of teams were in, in some situation, but I don't know if many teams were in the dire situation we were in for, <laughs> for the length of time and the key guys out. And, and, you know, there was, you know, you could, you could see we were running out of gas a little bit, you know, and, and, <laughs> Uh, there's still a lot of fight left in us, but yeah, the, to, to watch him and go, they haven't had to rush injuries and that's pretty normal in sport. It's, you know, you break an ankle, they're like, all right, six weeks. Well, I don't know if people realize, um, oh. yeah, it's not six weeks. You get to go walk around an office. It's, we need you competing at the highest level against the best players in the world. And we need you to be at, at peak form, um, in six, or may, maybe we'll give you eight weeks in which, the soreness that comes with us, the the investment, the rust, like all that stuff, it's really, really hard. So the, huh. the luxury of time to heal and with no no rush, um, that's been that's been massive for these guys and not having that pressure of, wow, we gotta hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, if you needed a day to rest, you take it. You know, if you hey, it's not feeling good in the ice, you could go off. You didn't feel that pressure. And that that is such a luxury to have uh for our guys. So to see them out there and and know that they've had the time to, um, and now they're, they're like, everybody, they're trying to kick the rust off and they're trying to get through different dynamics. And, you know, after injury, it's really, it's about building confidence again, that you can trust it. Right. Um, and that's what we're, that's the goal of some of these guys is if you've had an injury to go, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I can trust it. I can trust my body's healed and, and I can get after it again. Yeah. Well, I think back through the years, every team kind of has its own little personality. Mm -hmm. This year's team I mean, there were nights where you'd look at the lineup card <laughs> yeah, and, and nothing against the guys that were in the lineup. No, but you not at wonder all. If this is a passable, would the team be able to play this lineup in the preseason? Does this meet the standards of it? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Does it, do you have yep. the enough NHL vets in here to, in the sure. NHL, would they allow you to play in the preseason, which is really telling. It reminds me yep. a lot of first year team here the expansion team where they were just totally overmatched most nights, but there was a will and a spirit. I'm, I think I, I and I probably speak for, for some fans out there, just really happy as it stands right now, that it looks like this team's going to get a chance to play again. And at least in some form play out its season. I think it deserves to have that. Yeah. And, and we're so like, I, I agree. You, you, you certainly never minimize the guys that come in the lineup because they're pro players. They have aspirations. They have dreams, and they believe that they can get the job done, right? But sometimes, due to a full lineup, they never see that opportunity. So, so there, there was. We joked about. It. I remember. I remember writing the lineup down, and I believe it was in Nashville, if I'm remembering correctly. And I flipped it around and I slid it towards. I go look at that. I said, I said, I'm not, I'm not being facetious here. I said that lineup there is what we would send game two on the road for a preseason game. Right. And, yeah. and and yeah. because of the healthy bodies that were out, because if Can's in, he's playing. If York Turns in, he's playing. If Seth Jones in, he's playing. Right. So normally, game two, you go on the road, and you send you know some some young guys. You might have one centerman or one NHL line. You might have another guy sprinkled in, a veteran guy, and your D. Lucky to get your three four in there, and maybe you know, and then the rest is just kids, and you want to see what they got, and then you're going to play your third string goalie. So that's basically what we had, and. And we said, yeah. I don't know if we can meet the requirements of a veteran rule. If we, if we, yeah. you know, and, and, and you, you, you kind of laughed and you go, wow, like really. And we went in there and we won that game. It was against Nashville and, and we played really well. Yes. And you just, you, you kind of just go, huh, you know, you can get it done, right? Where there's a will, there's a way. And sometimes, you know, and 
when things happen for a reason and, and through, and, and it wasn't like we went through this for, for four weeks or six weeks. This was a, this was a three month right. endeavor. Like this was right. constant bad news. And when someone got hurt, it wasn't, well, he's, he's week to week or day to day. It was, yeah, he's probably done for six weeks minimum. We'll see where he's at. We'll, re, we'll reassess. You know? right. right. So, okay. And, and I guess in sometimes that makes it easier because you just move by it and you go, okay, well, he's gone and there's nothing you can't, you can't complain and whine about it. And you know, the old adage, it, it creates opportunities. So, so yeah, it's, I know as a staff, we were really, uh, really proud of our, our team and the guys that came in and, it, and the credit to what they did in the minors with, the, with those kids and, and developing them and the belief they had. Um, but yeah, we get an opportunity and that's, that's all you can really ask for in this case, this scenario is that we get an opportunity to, to have a play-in series and, and try and get into the, the round of 16. And, and I know our guys are going to get everything they got. You know, I don't know what it's going to look like. It could be sloppy as heck. It could be who knows. I mean, it's, this is kind of the uniqueness of it. And I think we're all – I think we all really want that opportunity, you know, as, as long as everything, um, God willing, everybody's healthy and safe and, and this virus is, is not going to affect that environment or, or people's families or the athletes themselves. Um, then I think we're all looking for that opportunity to, to see what this is going to look like. Yeah. Lars, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to talk hockey again. Uh, I really <laughs> appreciate it. I hope to see you out there at the rink soon enough. Although I don't think we're going to be anywhere near you, but it'll be nice to no. see you at the rink. If we yeah, see. no, I know. I don't know what that's going to look like either. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be. A, Sports is thrilled. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, if there's one guy that's how he's like, this is how the NHL should be run, period. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if you're going to get that, but I'll tell you this. It's the, uh, you know, the, the all access is definitely put on, uh, there's some red tape to go through for sure. And, um, but, uh, you know, and, and I think we all understand why it's not a, yeah, it's certainly not sure. a, you know, we want to get people in the building. We want fans, but you know, realistically I, to keep these guys safe and it's, it's, it's crazy guys. I, I don't know how to explain it, but even just going through these, these, these little protocols now, um, it, you know, you, you really understand the seriousness of it. Um, if you, if you do forget, you get in your own bubble at home. I got five acres and we sit here and we're here all the time. Right. And, you know, I wear my mask and go get my groceries and wash up and do all that. But then you're at home most of the time. Well, now you're out there and they're like, right. okay, oh, this is no joke. Put your mask on, get your temperature, make sure you call me before. There's all these steps are in place to keep people yeah. healthy and safe. So, um, it's the new normal and that's what we got to adapt to. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, thanks again, Lars. It's been a pleasure. We'll uh, hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, you bet, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Lars. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.